Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the uh, Oxford Exxon Podcast. <laughs> Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here uh, today. We'll talk a good bit of NFL playoffs, uh, potentially the best weekend of playoffs in NFL history. Um, all decided there on the final play. Uh, we'll talk some basketball, men's and, uh, and women's. The men's basketball team with a pretty busy week following a loss in Starkville over the weekend. And then, of course, we'll get more into the portal and more into the conversation we've been having for over a week now that is driving me fully insane, driving Neil some level insane, but here we are. We're back with you. We'll analyze a bunch of nothingness here on the show on this Monday morning. The show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Stop on in any Blue Sky location in Mississippi. You can uh, take a picture of the QR code right there at the pump. That's 1,000 points. 1,000 points equals $10 even with the uh, the tank you're filling up at the time, that's the Exxon Mobile app. So take advantage of that. Lunch specials five sixty nine, two sides of bread, thirty two ounce drinks, and more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. All that number. Ask for uh, Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle. No haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. Shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Uh, guest will join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, appetizer, great beer selection, full bar, and more. They're at Rafters on the Square in Oxford and also Rafters in New Albany. What do you want to talk about? Where do you want to start? You know what? You, I'm gonna let you just take the wheel. Go for it. I'm gonna sit back in the passenger seat. Are just you gonna chill? Just stare okay. out the window, look at the clouds. Um, is the it, uh, is it cold out this morning? By the way, it was 33 um, okay. in the car this morning. So under under freezing for a little while last night, I guess. I made myself get up and work out early, so I was glad that I did that. But that's that's prevented me from normally walking outside and feeling the Yeah, air. it's 33 degrees this morning. Okay. Or it's currently 33 degrees, I guess we would, we would say that. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess let's hit basketball, because otherwise we can get down an NFL rabbit hole and not come back to it. Um, I know everyone would be devastated. So, um Ole Miss loses to Mississippi State on Saturday. Uh, final score ended up being, what, 78-60? Something like that. Is that right? Um, busy week again. They play Florida tonight here at, at home Wednesday. Um, Arkansas at home. And then the SEC Big 12 Challenge, Kansas State at home mm-hmm. on Saturday. Uh, Rebels now 9-9 nine and nine overall, 1-5 and five in the league. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Um, so, Ole Miss's uh, net ranking as of yesterday was 135. 
Saturday went how I really anticipated. Kermit had the guys ready to play from an energy standpoint. You knew they were going to show um, against State for sure. Um, Kermit, that's never going to be a problem with him. And I believe they were either tied or down one at maybe 49-48, something like that. And then you looked up and maybe it was 62-49, something along those lines. State on went on one of those runs. That was kind of it from there. Um, and it's what we've come to to, to, to realize. It, it, it's a depth issue. Um for, for dang sure. Yeah. State made some plays. I mean, it was going to be a tough assignment no matter what. Uh, but that's just kind of what it looks like right now. And frankly, it's, uh, it's what it's going to look like until there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a talent increase. I mean, it just is what it is um, from, from a, from a bench standpoint right now. It, it, it's a critical week just to try to do anything to keep the wheels completely falling off. Cause especially with three home games, it could it it could get into that that territory that frankly we haven't seen from Ole Miss. I I haven't even go back and look, but frankly, since probably the Rod Barnes end of his era, if you if you will, from a record standpoint, Andy's last year was it that bad? Okay, yeah, yeah, it was so. pretty bad. Um, I sort of blocked that out because of him already being out, like and everything that it, it kind of gets out of my head a little bit. But you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was that yeah it was that bad. It was that year. Um, yeah, I think this is a, I, I wrote this the other day, it's crossroads and here we are. I mean, I, I expected they would go to Starkville and lose and like you, I thought they would play well early and they did. And then I thought depth would get them and it did. Um, now it's pretty big week. Cause if you look at this and I wrote about this a little bit in 10 thoughts, but Florida as of yesterday, and it might've changed a little bit today, but I doubt it. Not too much. Florida is uh three and three in the league, a 39 net. They can't lose. They, if you're Mike, it, they're thirty nine in the net. Okay. Yeah, if you're Mike, you 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 have to say, hey guys, we this is got to get this one. We can't go lose this game. This would be the the black eye on the resume that you you can't afford. Um. On the other hand, if Florida gets this game, see, I, I wrote, I thought I wrote it down. I had, yeah, yeah. Florida is at Tennessee on Wednesday. Tennessee's net is eleven after beating LSU on on Saturday. So if you're Florida, this is a big week because if you beat Ole Miss, Tennessee kind of becomes a free shot. If you lose to Ole Miss, Tennessee gets important. So they'll be up. Uh, and then on Wednesday, they get Arkansas, who started the league 0-3. They're now 4-3 and in the league. Arkansas's net is very bubbly. It's 55. I mean, that is that is the definition of bubble. Mm-hmm. Um not off the bubble, not not on the bubble. Just I mean, not not on either side of the bubble. Just right in the middle of the bubble. So they can't afford to lose. And meanwhile, for them, a win keeps momentum, and suddenly the number piles up. Number of SEC wins start to matter. And if they get to you know eleven, twelve SEC wins, they're going to get in with a net like that. Mm-hmm. So you're playing teams that that uh, that need the game, and they they're, they're going to look at you as this is a must win game. And then I haven't even looked at Kansas State yet. I know they you were they're telling ten me. and eight. They blew a lead against Kansas, ended up losing seventy eight seventy five. I think they're ten and eight overall. Yeah, I think. Okay, pretty sure that's right. So if they harbor any hopes, they can't go lose to a one thirty something net team. It's it's just that's the number that matters. Right now, there are four teams in the league that you just can't lose to: South Carolina, Ole Miss, Missouri, and Georgia. If you lose those games, it's it's painful. If the tournament were today, Auburn, LSU, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, Florida, all in for sure. Mississippi State with a forty nine. Pretty pretty good, feeling pretty good about themselves. We just talked about Arkansas and the Texas A and M um, had a bad week. Played really good basketball. They lost to Kentucky, lost to Arkansas, 
they're at 57, so they're right there with Arkansas hanging out on the bubble. So that's where the league is right now. It kind of leads to – I wrote about this a little bit in 10 Thoughts. It's why when people do this deal about you, you, you basketball doesn't matter, I don't care about basketball, I just bring on baseball, it's, it's just – that's too short-sighted. It, it's it's the attitude you just can't have at a place, an SEC school. You just can't have it. I mean, you look at the tournament that's coming up in Tampa in six, seven weeks. I mean, you have some big-name schools there. I mean, Auburn playing possibly for a one seed at that point, almost certainly for a one seed, may have already clinched one. LSU, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee. Alabama. Alabama, all with um, nets between 8 and 21. Then you have Florida, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Texas A&M. Even Vanderbilt could talk themselves. Lingering around. Yeah, they could yeah, talk yeah. themselves into it. I mean, they're going to have opportunities. If I'm Jerry Stackhouse, I'm looking at my team going, hey, we're not in great shape today, but we are in good enough shape if we'll take advantage of some opportunities to make noise. They're at 81. It's, it's doable at this point with 12 SEC games left. But, you know, so I don't know how you can look at that and go, yeah, it's good. This is cool. This is fine. It doesn't matter. We got baseball coming up in a few weeks. I, to me, that's like you said. It's just so short sighted that you just can't do it. However, in saying that, and I'm seeing it on the stream a little bit, it's one of the reasons why I went to the Missouri game last week, um, and probably will try to go to one of the three games this week at least. Is I kind of wanted to watch the crowd a little bit, and I, I and I don't mean the attendance. Um, the attendance kind of is what it is, depending on game times and success and different things. But yeah. there's not anger. Um, there's apathy. And right. that happened very fast. That's what's interesting about this a little bit from a standpoint of you you, you look around and Kermit makes an NCAA tournament in year one. Um, they go 20 and 13, 10 and 8, lose Oklahoma. Um, follows that up with an under 500 overall year. They went 6 and 12 in his second year. Um, I think 15 and 17, something like that overall. Gets it back to 10 and 8 last year. I mean, they were bubbly, but they had such a bad non con. They go 16 and 12 overall. It was just kind of, it was, it was a weird year in a lot of ways. And then now, 9 and 9, 1 and 5. Um, but how quickly, there's no capital built for the sport with the fan base. And there's a lot, I mean, we, again, that could be a series of shows on exactly why and how and everything else. Yeah. Um, but that's what I find interesting is Ole Miss basketball. And I, 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 you know, some fans obviously feel differently. They're very passionate, almost basketball fans too. But by and large, on the collective, they kind of skip over anger. They kind of go from "Hey, we're in, yeah, sure, let's fun" to apathy immediately. There, there's, I feel like we skip steps with this sport that you don't skip with football and baseball for whatever reason. Yeah, where people don't even get pissed off. You're right. They just, yeah, it becomes almost a joke. Yeah. And you know, and look, the the focus was on the NFL playoffs this weekend because we'll get to them. They were awesome, but if you looked around the country, specifically at SEC venues on Saturday, it was pretty cool. I don't know how much you saw. Um, I watched Kentucky Auburn, which was a phenomenal um, atmosphere. Watched a little bit of Tennessee LSU, which was another great atmosphere. Mississippi yeah. State had a nice atmosphere. And Arkansas, obviously, I watched that. Yeah, Arkansas had a great atmosphere against Texas A and M. They kind of willed their team. Their team's really thin too. It went to overtime, and it was a great game. You see those atmospheres. That's four of them. You know that you're not a part of that, and none of those four are Rupp, right? Yeah, you know, true. yeah, yeah. Because you, you you just take Rupp for granted. Rupp's yeah, gonna sure. be Rupp's gonna rock, right? And, yeah. But you you got Auburn that. I mean, Auburn is fun to watch. I don't yeah. know how anybody can watch that. It's kind of infectious. And then, you know, like Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee was – they were really dialed in for LSU. 
And they had a big crowd. I don't know what the number was, but it was it was a big crowd there. And um, again, you know, we talk about some of the other games. Mississippi State had a good crowd, and Arkansas had a big crowd. And I don't know what to expect tonight. I would expect a small number. If it goes off the rails, I think there is there there is an e, there are easy reasons on both sides for Keith to or not to do something. I know we keep getting asked that. I'm not trying to sidestep the question. Um, you can make you can make some arguments both ways, and he at least can justify it both ways. And I I I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I have no clue. There's a lot of basketball left, which is, mean, which is good and bad. It's 14 games left at a minimum. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's easy to say, oh, well, here's what I would do today, and then 14 games later, one way or the other, the calculus could change. I, I don't think they can afford, I mean, if you're Kermit and his staff, I, I don't think you can roll a 3-11 and 11 or a 2-12 and 12 in these last 14, and I don't, I, I don't know at that point. At some point, money becomes the topic where someone says, hey, next season we've got to sell tickets. We've got to create some excitement. That's that's the trap that you fall into over the course of a season. It's so easy in November or December to go, no matter what, no matter what, we're going to do, give more time, no matter what. Those are famous last words because those are, those, are, those are things that are said without the emotion and the urgency of the present. And you don't sit through all of it, right? Right, right. right. Of course. What's a money side on both sides? I mean, I think I, I don't I don't have it in front of me or anything, but were they to make a move at the end of the year nine million ish from is a buyout that, standpoint? Is it that much? I would assume. I mean I'm 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 just strictly based off yeah. typically Ole Miss's contracts are buyouts are essentially the remaining portion of the contract. They're fully guaranteed typically. Um that could be different for Kermit. I have no idea. I mean I've I got pretty inundated with a different sports contract a few months ago, but I I I, I, I don't know from from a from a current standpoint. Um, but my assumption would be that. Um, so, I've I've not done any work on it yet. Yeah, well, it's not yeah. time. I mean, yeah. there, there, I mean, again, I'm not trying to create that narrative this morning necessarily, but um, apathy is a big thing I was trying to create this or not create, but to 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 to, to point out this morning. Sure. Um, it's real. That's what I saw last week. Yeah, just kind of hanging out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, they, look, the roster problem is, is one that he can't address overnight. I guess he could address it with, with the portal, but he can't do it now because there's no, I mean, there's no trade deadline. Can't trade future picks to go get some players to help you right now. Their problem is that the roster has so many dead spots in it. It, it just mm-hmm. does. And I hate saying that about human beings. But you have multiple people who either because of injury or – evaluations or because they're not ready they can't contribute and so you're down to what about six that can Mm -hmm. and that's not enough especially in today's SEC well the league's never been better the league's really really good and so unless you have you know one of those six is a freshman point guard You know, one's a sophomore and one's a sophomore that transferred from Duke. And you've got a – what's Nazir Brooks, 25 years old? 25 you've got, a, you've got a, big, a big man that's, that's leaving who's been tremendous for you. 
You've got Ty Fagan who came over from Georgia and is playing like he did at Georgia, which was kind of predictable. Um, who am I missing? You've got Austin Crowley and you've got Sammy Hunter a little bit. And that's kind of what you have. You just have some spots on your team that 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 you don't get a lot out of. And so when, you, when you're, hey, the path to victory here is – lean on a 25-year-old transfer that's now at his third program and then count on a freshman point guard and a couple of sophomores to carry you. It's a lot. And they they put it together, all of the four of them, one game, and they won that game. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been able to get over that hump since. Yeah. Um, across the aisle, the uh, the Ole Miss women knock off Kentucky yesterday, win, uh, win by nine in Lexington. Um, they are now 17-2 and two overall. I think 5-1 and one in the SEC is, is, is what it is. And they, they've got a pretty grueling stretch coming up, um, including a makeup game that has been added in. They were supposed to uh, open SEC play against number one South Carolina. COVID uh, postponed that game. And now it will be played Thursday in uh, in Columbia. So uh, Ole Miss playing number one South Carolina on Thursday. They play Missouri on uh, Sunday, who actually knocked off. I think it's Missouri. Maybe Georgia. It's one or the other. Those are the next couple games. Um, Missouri knocked off South Carolina earlier in the year. So still continue a tough stretch. But Ole Miss will be uh, in pretty good shape there again. Uh, I would assume they'll be ranked this week, you would think. Yeah, I would um, think so. Win, She's a done couple, a fantastic job. They went a couple road games over the week. They went at A&M. They went at Kentucky. Again, 17-2, and 5-1. So they're definitely in uh, in position for the NCAA tournament and potentially a pretty good seed when they get there. I thought they played – look, I haven't watched them a lot this season, but I watched the game yesterday. I thought they played with a lot of toughness because Kentucky kept coming at them. And Kentucky's got that one player whose name escapes yeah. me right now, Ryan something. The post player, really good. She's really good. Howard, maybe. Is that right? Something like that. He used to play for the Phillies. Well, I, is it really Ryan? I mean, yeah, thanks. But I, whatever, it doesn't matter. I, she was really good, and they kept making runs at Ole Miss, and Ole Miss just answered them time after time, which is difficult to do on the road. And they did it, and that's a big win for them. Like six road wins, they're seven. They're six and zero at home. Seventeen and two right now. Five and five and one in the league. It's it's pretty solid. Yeah. So um, and Shakira Austin dominates games. Twenty four and eight. And, she was she was dominant. Yeah, I, I watched her. I mean, I, I've watched a little bit of them, but I watched a good bit of Sunday while I was kind of doing some other stuff, and it, it made me go. Yeah, I kind of nod along with 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 the O's quote from last week when she chipped back at the state coach and said, "Yeah, that girl's five ten. That's not doing much. It wouldn't have done much. Um, Shakira Austin would have handled a five ten player. No, just grit and um, effort wasn't going to get that done. No, you, you had to have a little no. skill and size. Yeah. Um, and frankly, she missed a couple bunnies. I mean, it could have been a bigger day for her. Um, she had a couple spots there. She fouled out at one point. She was she missed some time with foul trouble. Got to four pretty quickly, but and it is Ryan Howard, by the way. There you go. See? Spelled spelled like Ryan Sandberg. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Told you. I wonder if she's a big baseball fan. You would like to ask. I don't know. We can set that up. Oh. You can get her on the pod. <laughs> we could. Sure. <laughs> See what happens. I'm sure she's very nice. Okay. Uh, I know most of you guys want to uh, talk some NFL, talk some recruiting. We'll get to those things. We'll switch to football in uh, in, in, in a minute. But uh, I'm delirious this morning. I was kind of angry when I walked in. Now I'm just kind of delirious. Um, we might get back to the anger. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, you're um, worrying. I do want to get to the anger. Yeah. I was, That'd be a good topic. Would it? Yeah. Okay. Podcast. I had, I had to think uh, for a minute. Like, why were you mad? And then I remembered why I was, you were I was mad. Annoyed. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's good. We should talk about that. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or 
or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're pleased to welcome a new sponsor to the podcast. We're now um, also brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Daryl Oliver, Evan Dial built Bell & Grove. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. Bell & Grove specializes in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help Customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move the product quickly. For more information, get in touch with Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. Again, 865-672-6557. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth and let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. We're brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, just the perfect for something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or TheRogue.com. What are your goals for the year 2022? Does your company need hard-to-find talent to meet these goals? Maybe you're personally seeking a career change. Let this be your year to make the change, and your first step needs to be to contact Service Specialist Employment Agency. They're the oldest employment agency in Mississippi. They recruit in all industries. Remember, there's nothing to lose by reaching out. No cost to you as a candidate. Everything is kept confidential. Service Specialist wishes you and your company a successful 2022 and you can contact them at 662-832-5138. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy. That's here on South Lamar and Oxford, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they're also available with Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. They um, <clears throat> offer MedSync for your prescriptions the same day each month. Take care of you with one trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have what you need when you need it. Also, with uh, Rightway Meds of individually package your medication for those who need that extra step. So, again, your community pharmacy for you. That's on South Lamar and Oxford, 662-236-2222. Let's see. So, I guess football. Um, Well, football, it's which way to go. Um, We might come back to it. The quick answer is there's really no update on Dart and Trick. I mean, we can sit here and go on and on and on and on. Neil posted an interesting uh, nugget chick note last night on the uh, on the message board um you can go there at rebelgrove.com and read it but the they're still putting things out on social media they still appear to be teasing everything lane kiffin had no puzzle pieces this morning i do not read much into that um maybe he solved his puzzle i read nothing into is it that, possible actually. that he just was spending a cold weekend working on a puzzle it's possible his brother's in town. Uh, they decided to put a puzzle together. Maybe Chris's kids came over and they worked on a puzzle. Maybe they maybe they finally got the puzzle done. 
Maybe it was a complicated puzzle that took some time, but once you start making progress, it comes together quickly, and that's that. Maybe this had nothing to do with recruiting. You don't think that's possible? I don't. Okay. I don't see you for much of a puzzle person. Me? Yeah. I don't like puzzles. I wouldn't think you're a big puzzle person. No, that's not my thing. Thousand piece puzzles where you just sit there and go crazy over every little bitty. No. When I was a kid, I had one of those puzzles of the all the states, and you had to put the states together. Not did like well, that one. That's, that was that's, fun. That's I liked that one. That's fun. But again, once you start making progress on that one, you know, kind of work the edges, get in the middle, you're good. Um, we talked about some different theories in 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 ten thoughts this week. Um, I this this is not following any part of normal recruiting. It, it's defying logic a little bit, and I think that's what's been frustrating to me is that. As we said, you don't see two high-profile quarterbacks going to the same school in the same cycle. It just doesn't happen. I mean, the closest thing you'll ever run into that is, I guess, Ryan Buchanan and Devontae Kincaid at Ole Miss. Um, but yeah. otherwise, that's just not a thing. Not when you're talking about two of the top five, top six transfer quarterbacks. Um, Look, I think you're on to something. It feels like they are waiting on something else. So I'll be I'll, I'll be frank. I'm going to take you through it again. You can read it in 10 thoughts. But it's my opinion that this is in some ways tied to Caleb Williams. Um, Caleb Williams, because this does follow recruiting logic, is typically kind of the number, you know, the the, the, the quarterbacks go quarter in sequence. You wait on the, the, the top guys to go, and then you fill in from there, and it kind of is a trickle-down effect if you're in those groups. And Caleb Williams is absolutely kind of the bell cow here. He's the guy that can go wherever he wants. He's the most sought-after quarterback in this group. Um, maybe period, but especially since Spencer Rattler went to South Carolina and some early early dominoes fell in that, that standpoint. Last week, it had it in my mind that maybe it was related to a coach. Because if you put it off long enough, it's, hey, is a coach change going to happen? Is this guy going here? Is there a worry about this? Or is there something along those lines? That made sense to me. But at this point, the only thing that makes sense to me is they're making sure, or Dart is making sure. I don't know what's going on with Trigg, um, honestly. I have no clue. I don't really understand why he is so tied to Dart. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um Assuming he is. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's just hanging out and waiting, too. But Williams is kind of the the person who still holds a lot of keys here because while everybody thinks he is going to SC, and I think I would still pick that if you told me to t- gun to head, take a guess on it, he hasn't done anything. We know that Oklahoma has been hard on SC about tampering. They've been trying to do whatever they can to 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 follow that lead, if you will, and see what they can they come out of that. So it feels like that has stopped things a little bit. Um, Caleb Williams took that trip to lose to, to California. He visited UCLA, USC, and again we all just kind of keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. SC's drop ad date is this week as well. They Caleb, all are. Caleb finally moved his stuff out of Norman. Yeah, over the weekend. Yeah, that, that Oklahoma and Caleb Williams have officially they have cut ways. talks. Yes, um, but the only thing I can come up with is that Jackson Dart is seeing where Caleb Williams is going before he makes a decision. Um, when you look at it, Jackson Dart's choices are his top options other than BYU were all places that to some level Caleb Williams was involved in. I mean, Caleb Williams talked to Ole Miss multiple times early in the process. There's been documented reports from that standpoint. Um, he obviously was at Oklahoma. He could have stayed home. If he goes to SC, then Dart has to go somewhere else, and that's for sure a guarantee. But if Caleb Williams picks somewhere else, who's to say Jackson Dart doesn't just go back to SC? 
Lincoln Riley likes him enough. He doesn't like him as much as as, as, as Caleb Williams. But and if he went back to SC, he keeps his his free transfer. Is that right? I don't know why he wouldn't. Yeah, he just gets back out of the portal. Okay. You, you can jump in and out as much as you want to. So, point being, it feels like it's almost a thing of, hey, are we sure that this is not going to do something or cause some sort? I, I could be wrong, but this thing has gone on more than a week. Let's be honest; all the NIL stuff is already on the table. I mean, at this point, you know that you know the packages that you have available or whatever at, at, at every place. It it feels personnel related to me, and the only personnel that could actually shift this thing is a coach or Caleb Williams. There's nobody else they could do they could do this. Because you've had over a week, you've decided whether or not you want to compete with Dylan Gabriel or not. That does not take days right, and right. days and days and days and right. days. And if if you're going to compete with Dylan Gabriel, you might want to get started. You might, yes. Because he's there, right? Dylan, my understanding is Dylan Gabriel is in classes at, at OU. So he's in. That that piece of the puzzle has been established. Yeah, and now Williams isn't going back to OU. So if you want to go compete with Gabriel, you can commit to Oklahoma today and go sure. have at it. And they're on the same academic calendar as, as Ole Miss, I think. So they've it's, got it's one day different, but yeah. So they've got this week. USC mm-hmm. is kind of on the same one. USC's got till he's got till Friday to get in classes at USC. That's the last drop ad drop ad date. I bet that's a concrete date. I mean, I bet I bet if Friday passes, it's just a locking key. I mean, no shot. It's why I deserve to get made fun of, but I was just trying to be thorough. I was like, well, I mean, after the 24th, you need instructor approval. It's like, okay, yeah, great, thanks. I mean, some instructors might be problematic. That's true. Kind of depends on your field of emphasis. Yeah. So that's my my point. Uh, I I think there's at least potentially something to that. Um, A lot of guys are going to start school today. And a lot of, like, different schools. So, I mean, I do think if you're waiting on any of those, dominoes start dropping today from that standpoint. Um, I don't know. Just a theory. We'll see. But, I mean, if it – what's funny about this is there's no guarantee he has to go somewhere for spring. He can just sit here for a semester if well, he sure. wants. Yeah, he could. I mean, that would be stupid. But, but he could. It's He's, doable. Yeah, it's doable. He could go to – we talked about this. We went over the list of available colleges in Utah that he could just take some classes and – Work, work with his trainer and snow college. Yeah, everybody's everybody's watching his Instagram girlfriend. People are stalking. She's following all the Ole Miss people. People are stalking. She's not her. following any Oklahoma people. There you go. See, <laughs> bringing the news, <laughs> giving the people what the people want. Huh? <laughs> Early on in the transfer days, you could actually get some out of that because coaches would just get on and start following kids. You go, oh, yeah, there's a reason for that one. That's not that's not nothing. <laughs> Longo was bad about that. More to board, just follow his Twitter account. He'll follow somebody. You know who to call. Yeah, yeah. That is the that is correct. Um, I I have no update on Jack Abraham. I'm not sure what Jack's doing or not doing at this point. He has gotten his seventh year of eligibility. Yeah, I talked to his dad last week for a few minutes. Um, at that point, they were just waiting to get everything finalized, and then I think they'll go from there. They want to go someplace. He wants to go someplace and play. I think he'd love to go to Ole Miss, obviously. Grew up an Ole Miss fan and grew Mm -hmm. up in Oxford, and he's been everywhere else in the state. I think that's what he would like to do, but I don't I don't know that I don't I don't know how far down or not down that road they are. Um 
guess recruiting wise, I mean, it's kind of where we're sitting. I mean, I was told that was kind of it for the weekend. I think they've got some juniors coming in this weekend on uh, kind of unofficial visits. I don't, I don't think it's a bunch. I think it's a handful. I wrote about this in 10 Thoughts, and I think it's a difference that's going to – some people are going to like it, and some people are going to hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there is a difference between the way it's been in the past where you had this cattle call of – guys come in where now it's more invite only and so it's just a handful of guys and they kind of sneak them in a little bit kind of sneak them in. they don't it's, yeah it's just kind of keeping it quiet Yeah, it's not 2009 where you go out there and you just watch 400 prospects stroll past you and you try to pick out the ones that might play or you just interview them all <laughs> one or the other <laughs> you see someone go up to the little five foot five 140 pound guy and they'd say what position do you play and he'd say defensive end and they'd interview him anyway like dude come on i mean there's this- yeah, if that guy doesn't say punter i mean look we're 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 we're, we're, yeah, we're out right here yeah if he's not a kicker <laughs> it's not happening because <laughs> you would see because a lot of so there's, there's schools that would bring their whole team so yeah they would come off the bus yeah, yeah and the kid would be five eight worst. and two ten and go yeah i play tackle yeah it's like well I can go inside. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun at New Hope, champ, because that's as far as it's going. And there's nothing wrong with that, because that's as far as most Why of us go. Why are on New Hope? Just thought about the time that the New Hope kids got off the bus. Oh, they're the who came to your mind? That did pop into my mind. Okay. Was it rude? It was. A little bit. Uh, Burton he committed to transferred Alabama. to Alabama, yeah. which is where he was headed all along. He knew where it was going on prior to getting in the portal. Yes. They didn't tamper, though. Nobody tampers. Oh, no, no. There's no tampering. Just wait till kids. He got in hoping that they would offer, and they did. Wait till you're officially in the portal, and then once you are. So he actually played in the championship game knowing that he was playing against his future teammates. He's like, I'll be on that sideline next year when this game happens. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, when this game happens. I'm betting on it until somebody stops it. You would, you don't want the field? No. You would take that versus any other combination? Today, yes. Would you really? Yeah, without hesitation. They have more players than everybody else. The only other team that eats. So you lose if either one of them plays anybody else. Yes. They have to both be in the game. I would take that game. Okay. The only other team that's even in the mix is, is Ohio State. We go into a football season, it's it's – you go into a football season where only three teams can win. It's where the college game's not as exciting as the NFL game. I'm not sure the college game could put together the weekend that the NFL just had. I don't know that it's possible. Because it requires eight teams. And, and there's not enough parity. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, just quickly, because I forgot the second ago, then we will move on to some NFL um, in a second. Uh Around the league, we mentioned these games. Everybody's been in a rock. Auburn did knock off Kentucky 80-71 to on Saturday. As said in the stream, just a crazy environment there at Auburn Arena on Saturday. Um, I would assume the Tigers are going to be number one in the country this week. Is that right? What did Gonzaga do to the Oh, race? I don't know. I'm just I don't know. guessing. I would, I would, I would guess. Uh, Tennessee knocking off LSU 64-50 and then making fun of the offer on Twitter. So they, they – 
they made me at least sort of kind of pull for the balls for a minute there on Saturday night. Oh, that was not. That uh, was well done. Yeah, ex- they said they accepted the. They wrote through offer and wrote challenge on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, typically they'll pull for Tennessee, but I went. You know what? Okay, Rocky Top. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That, was, that was not bad. Uh, Florida knocking off Vanderbilt, sixty-one forty-two. No shock there in uh, in Gainesville. Uh, Alabama getting a little revenge on Missouri, 86-76. It must be a little bit of a matchup issue for Alabama because they've played Missouri weirdly twice now, split those two games yeah. one and one. And then uh, A&M has got to be kicking itself on a week here. They blow the Kentucky game at home earlier in the week, and then they play really, really well, losing overtime in Fayetteville on Saturday, 76-73. Um, Tough week for the Aggies. They were down like 16-18 in Fayetteville, and then they, they came back and forced overtime, and then they just – I mean, lost by a bucket. Yeah. yeah. Nothing crazy. Just kind of lost a by a yeah. bucket there. So The sophomore for Arkansas, the kid from Fort Smith, whose name I can't think of right now, played really, really well in the overtime. Nothing that's overly compelling on a Tuesday from a Tennessee basketball standpoint. State at Kentucky, Auburn at Missouri, Alabama, and, uh, and Georgia. And then on Wednesday, Arkansas at Ole Miss. We mentioned Florida at Tennessee. It's an interesting game, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then A&M getting another opportunity. They're in Baton Rouge yep. on, uh, on Wednesday. So Mississippi State at, at uh, Kentucky tomorrow night's a big one for, for Mississippi State. They could really help their cause because they're sitting at 49 right now. They still need some work. A win at Kentucky, who's 10, that would, that would go a long way towards getting your ticket punched. Anytime Will Wade is upset is a good day. That's pretty much the way, the way I'm operating this so. basketball season. I think that's the way to – Yeah. Whatever makes Will Wade kind of annoyed, I'm, I'm in. That sounds good. Yeah, I mean, in fact, that could kind of be a litmus test when someone goes, how's your day? How's Will Wade's day? Yeah. If he had a really good day, then – Then that, my yeah. day's just kind of whatever. But if someone goes, yeah, he's had a really bad day, well, good. <laughs> I'm feeling better. It's hard to be universally disliked. Our society is kind of contrarian as it will, and we'll take the other side. That's true. It's hard to be universally disliked. Will Wade's pretty damn close. I mean, there are not a lot of people that go, you know what, that Will Wade guy's misunderstood. <laughs> That's true. Don't really, just think it's a bad rap, is what I feel like. That doesn't happen. Talk to anybody who like, what's he like, like in person? Like anybody like have a know anybody like has beers with him or anything? Like is he? I've met him in person one time through a mutual friend, and, and he was fine. I mean, he wasn't gonna like berate you or anything in no. the middle of the room. No, he was fine. He was fine. That program is not very likable, just in general. In general, yeah, all the way through. He's not like Frank Martin, where you meet Frank Martin in person, and you're like, yeah, this this guy's great. Yeah, it's not Will Wade. No, no. It's not even a little bit Will no, Wade. No. So. Cool. Okay. Uh, we'll talk NFL in one second. Before we do that, I'll tell you about Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com. Remember, it is king cake season, so take advantage of that. Those are available all the way through March 1st. You can uh, pre-order them. 24 hours is all you need to pick them up. A lot of different sizes, a lot of different flavors. What you need, they're uh, handmade here in Oxford on White Oak Lane, right off Molly Bar in Oxford. Also, check out all their specialty cheeses. They're the local cheese shop that makes everything in-house. They have tons of great add-on items as uh, as well. So that's 662-419-9201, cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com. Remember, go to their Instagram page, and you can see pictures of uh, the king cakes and plenty more, all the specials, all the things coming up with uh, with them. So, again, 662-419-9201. 
Yeah, the Campbell and a couple of her friends were here, and they had a king cake. You eat a lot of it? I didn't eat a lot of it, but I ate some of it, and I was really mad at myself. It was really good. Was it? Yeah. Um, we're also brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 662-567-2573, 662-842-3844. Brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan is the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by Opa, Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. Uh, delicious menu featuring euros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, a candlelit patio, 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. And we're brought to you by Regency Travel. Uh, John Edwards and Regency Travel, if you're thinking about planning a uh, summer vacation, a spring break trip, whatever the case may be, really recommend that you get in touch with John. He, um, he knows the extra attention that's needed to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. You just get in touch with him. You give him some parameters. You give him a budget, and uh, he'll give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in uh, more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states, they provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle is going to sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Podcast is brought to you by uh, New Orleans-based New Orleans-based Prime Shrimp. That is PrimeShrimp.com, P-R-I-M-E. It's easy-cooked shrimp, no mess, no prep. Just drop the frozen pouch into boiling water. It ships straight to your door in just a few days. A lot of you guys took advantage of that last week. You've got it. I've seen some good reviews from that as well. It's uh, cooked in less than 10 minutes. If you're on the fly, you don't have to be an expert chef or anything. Two different flavors available. That's Signature Seasoning or the French Quarter Alfredo. they got more of those coming soon. And remember to use code MPW if it's your uh, first order. You get uh, 20 bucks off with code MPW and four pounds or more. Those are going to ship absolutely free. So, again, PrimeShrimp.com. I've uh, tasted both of them. Both great, both easy to use there. Again, PrimeShrimp.com. Uh, so, NFL, um, all four games decided at the end. Um Yes, yeah, it, it was great. Football. I mean, it was just great football in different way. I mean, it was probably. I mean, again, I mean, I'm trying. We'll try to get a little more in depth here, other than just reciting platitudes you've seen all over the internet in the last 24 hours. But the best playoff weekend in NFL history from a competitiveness standpoint. There's no way to really beat it. They all went to the end. Um, they were all well played games. And further proof that it's a quarterback league. You had one game. Um, you have one game with with. Not even you had Tanny Hill who played poorly, yeah, and then you had Burrow who was beat to hell and back the entire game. So you had one game without real great quarterback play, and then what Burrow did though, even in taking nine sacks, that's nine opportunities where he could have tried to force something, and he didn't. He took the sack. 
even when you're yelling, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. He's like, no, I'm not going to throw it and risk somebody hitting my arm as I throw it and the ball pops up in the air and that's that. I'm going to take the sack, we'll punt. The Bengals have this very underrated defense that has gotten better and better and better. Mike Hilton was terrific, by the way. Joe Burrow didn't make the mistakes and then Ryan Tannehill, God, the last one. The last one. The first one can't happen. The one where Hilton makes a play, that's a play. NFL happens. Guys make plays. Guys make plays. They're all getting paid to make plays. The third one, in that moment, it it, it, it can't happen. If you're the Titans right there, one of two things has to happen. You either win the game or you go to overtime. Those are the only. The, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. option is the great big whammy that you go, there is no, 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 no. Yeah. No. And he throws into traffic. The tight end underneath is wide open. He throws into traffic. You know the rest. By the way, that McPherson for uh, for the Bengals, the kicker. Do you hear what he walked up to Burrow and said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. He walks up to Burrow and says, well, I guess we're going to the AFC title game. Before he goes Yeah, before he goes into the game. <laughs> Ice water. It's the, it's the perfect calculated play. Because if you miss, nobody's going to tell anybody. True. It, it's going to get completely brushed but, over if you miss. But Burrow would know. Well, sure. But you hit it, and it's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. And he is a stud now. He's good. They Damn are uh, – they're, they're playing – we'll get to the games. They're, they're playing with house money now, for sure. Oh, sure, they, sure, they, sure, sure. They sure, are sure. a team that will have to be reckoned with moving forward. Yeah, they're going to get better and better Well, and better. if they get better up front, it's look out. But the second game, the weather was a factor. Yeah. And then he's the guy. Everyone loves to pick on Jimmy Garoppolo. And I get it that he's not an elite quarterback. He's the worst quarterback left by far. For sure. Yeah. But Garoppolo's not bad. Like, I think Garoppolo's better than Tannehill. Okay. He is. He's better than Tannehill in this way. You kind of get what you get from Garoppolo at all times. You get a baseline, and that is who he is. Sure. Tannehill folds in big moments. This two playoff years in a row where he has been really, really bad in the postseason. I mean, the Titans are stuck in kind of perpetual hell right here. We talk about this all the time. If you've got a top-five quarterback, you're going to go try to win a title. If you've got a crappy quarterback, you get rid of him. Tannehill for his career, because Ryan Brown was talking about this because the Dolphins and we're stuck in this with him forever. If you're in this 10 to 15 range, you can convince yourself that we're okay and we can build around you. Yeah. But when it gets into the actual moment, you don't get it done. And you just do this over and over and over and over and over again. Garoppolo, though, is seriously just he's not going to go out and dazzle you for four quarters. But he's also not going to bowl to the moment either. He's just what he is. And you go, okay, this this is my team, and this is what we're coming to play with. He plays with immense confidence. I mean, he doesn't have the talent to match that confidence, but he plays with that confidence. And, he, hey, look, there were two or three moments in that game on Saturday night where they had to have a play. Sure. And he made the damn play. He did. And you have to give credit to that. There were moments where he had to make a throw to Samuel and hit him in stride so that he could make something happen on – because I kind of agreed. I think, was it Romo that was calling the game? I can't remember who was calling the game. He said it's an ice. It's it's looking like a sheet of ice down there. So you know the footing is getting a little tenuous. You want to hit people in stride. You want to make plays. And he did. He made those plays. 
And if A.J. Brown doesn't make the most incredible catch, Tannehill's line's even worse, and that game's not – It's frankly, it's not even all that competitive. Mm-hmm. And then they got lucky kind of on a call that I think they – I think the ball hit the ground, but regardless. Yeah, sure. Otherwise, that game's not particularly close. Had the Titans won that, you'd look back and go, that catch and that call is what got Tennessee back in the game. And if you're Tennessee, that's an indictment. Yeah. Um, the way the Rams tried to blow a football game yesterday, 7,000 different ways. I mean, <laughs> that was that, – I, I told Dylan last night, that was a level of hell that – it's not as bad as like the way the Ram Saints game ended. But you know, all mine were these sudden changes, like these one plays that were stupid and something happened. The issue of your team just blowing an entire half of football in every conceivable way possible might be worse in a way had they lost that football game. And I tweeted this yesterday. I I have nothing against Tom Brady. He's the best quarterback. He's the most competitive quarterback, all those different things. Yeah, yeah. But I am so freaking glad they lost because the national media was going to do this lazy narrative of, oh, God, you can't get behind Tom. He didn't do shit yesterday. Right. He was fine. He wasn't bad, but he was very average. If he they come a, back, it had nothing to do with Tom Brady. He had a good fourth quarter. He did. But yeah, it he was did. like, had come. A good, had a good fourth quarter. He didn't come out and go, oh, God, I'm going to lead eight straight scoring drives, and you can't beat Tom. He was. A, the, has, he had a miserably bad first three quarters. Yeah. I mean, the Rams. That. that The fumble snap. Whew. Jesus. Well, the fumble. Well, that too. He was down anyway. He was down. You're talking about leading off that that drive at the end? No, no, I'm talking about Cam Akers fumble. Oh well, yeah, that gave one the too. Bucks yeah. the ball back when they were. Trying well, you to... know, Stafford fumble. Or we thought he fumbled but he was on down. Yeah, his he knee was down. down. Yeah, yeah. But the Bucks also, you know, they might take a shot right there. The Rams, they put a safety on Cooper Cup. What was that? What are you doing? Why are you blitzing from the slot, leaving one on one with a safety? And also, you're making it a really easy read for Stafford because he got pressured on that play and he knew that his guy had one on one, and he goes, "Here, I'm gonna throw it up." You knew the safety couldn't run with Cooper Cup. What are you doing? By the way, there's a theory in our in our among the females in our uh, okay chat that the reason Garoppolo, who is a, uh, an attractive man, I mean, sure. you know, yeah, sure, Jimmy probably looks good in a suit. That his his overall handsomeness just leads to his confidence, and that confidence carries over onto the field. Ooh. It's an interesting theory. So if he was ugly, he wouldn't have as much confidence. Thus, he would not play as well. Thus, he would not so he be the starting never, quarterback of the 49ers. I think that that's what they're getting at. And I think there's probably some truth to that. Anyway. So, 49ers have beaten the Rams six times in a row. That means absolutely nothing for next Sunday. But no. Just a little little stat there. But they will be, on the lines of confident, they will have they will not be scared. What yeah. do you think that plane ride is back? Plane ride for Cam Akers. Kind of right, but, but you know... You know that you almost, you almost were the goat. You're, you're not you, the goat, but the goat. Your, your sigh of relief, and then you're in a really good mood. Like you're in a really, really good mood because it, I mean, literally, it's forgotten. Nobody will ever mentioned it again. Yeah. It doesn't matter because that game will be seen now as the Rams screwing up as a collective because of how bad the second half was. Yeah. And 
them finding a way to win anyway, especially as they as they, as they, as they keep going. Um, but, I mean, the Rams, I mean, even I mean, their kicker goes short on a 47-yard field goal in the NFL. I know. I mean, it was just one little thing. I mean, I was – it was it was rough. Um, I was worried about your brother. He stopped responding, and I'm like, that's not good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't get a text back there for a little while, and I was like, okay, that's probably not the best situation. Because he was insanely confident going into the game, and I'm like, okay, I've never seen you like this. You sure? Like, wait, this is not a thing here. Um, yeah. But Tampa couldn't block them. Right. I thought the Rams would win the game, and, yeah. then, and then they're dominating, and then they start to give it away, and I'm like, oh, this is not – like I'm, I'm frankly shocked that Tampa played that, ran that play on defense. Yeah, with oh, it's, all of the momentum in their hands, just get to overtime. Get to overtime, and it, the odds are overwhelmingly in your favor because the Rams will, are going to have two or three minutes here to think about it. And then the best game of the week, the nightcap, Chiefs week. knock off Bill. Year, decade, I don't know. Take your pick. Um. I've been saying this for a long time, so you know I I, I can consistently say yeah. I hate the overtime rules in both the college and the NFL games. I college hate, is better than NFL. It, it's better, but it's not real football. And the other team not getting the chance to get the ball is not real football either. In the number of people who want to argue simply to argue on social media, yes. If soccer was determined by one team getting a penalty kick and not the other team. We good with that? Or if is you that just, good? If you just played sudden death soccer, hey, they made a goal. The game's over. No, 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 they played. They played more time. Or if baseball was well, they're going to hit first. They score, they win. That's the best example. Hey, they won the coin toss. They get to hit. And first. then the, the, the people, the idiots on Twitter, go, "Well, you should have pitched better." Well, no, you you play a whole inning. It's the equivalent of the idiots. Who, when an official completely blows the game on the last play, and their response is, "Well, had you just played better and won by three scores, it wouldn't have mattered." It's like, well, oh, oh. I, I, set a clock. Yes, the Bills had plenty of opportunities to win those game that game, but the Chiefs did too. Set a clock for ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Pick a number, play that period. If it's tied, play another period. In the regular season, it can be a tie. In yeah. the postseason, you play until someone's winning at the end of one of those periods. Epic. I don't like sudden death in the second overtime. I don't like it. Play a football game. Football's played at all times with the clock. With kicking and the whole deal. You play with the clock. Right? We talk about the scoreboard business. Well, part of the scoreboard is a clock. One of the things I hate about the college game is once you get to the overtime, turn off the clock. No more punters. So you're taking stuff out of the game. It's not a real game anymore. And then the, the college rule with once you get to the third overtime, we do two-point conversion plays. That is the most idiotic crap in the world. Stop. But in the pro game where guys are getting paid and you know it, set a clock. 10 minutes. 12 minutes. 14 minutes and 7 seconds. I don't care. Pick a time. Play the time. And at the end of that, if you have a winner, they won. If you still tied, you play another period. And except in the regular season, when you have a tie, it's fine. Well, it's like I, a guy on Twitter last night was arguing with me. It made no, he made no sense at all. But he actually proved my point. Because he goes, well, 
in the Bengals-Titans game, the defenses were better. So you actually would have been better off to not get the ball and see you're making it. It's like, no, you're proving my point. Both teams should have had to play offense and defense. That's the point of that. It's not – Well, there's no way to prepare for a coin toss. No, Josh Allen lost the football game because he said tails or he heads said tails. or whatever it was. So if Josh Allen says heads, they win the game? It's stupid. Because nobody was stopping anybody. But you want to see strategy kick in now. And now the strategy is, hey, uh, make sure you get the coin toss right. All that, you know, all that work that you did in the offseason, get the coin toss right, Josh. I hate that. So what it feels, what it felt like, here's what it felt like at the end of that game. And I was probably for the Bills, just cheering for the underdog. But look, I want the Bengals to win. I felt cheated. Like, so anticlimactic. The game was so good. From the opening drives, Josh Allen takes them down, then Mahomes takes them down, and then you get this 14-14, and you get this second half of just every play felt so big, and then and then they score with 13 seconds left, and you like, don't kick it out of the end zone. Don't give them two plays. Do the squib thingy. Make the ball bounce around, and then they didn't do it. You're like, what are you doing? And then Patrick Mahomes, you give him 13 seconds, and he can make something happen, and he did. And they kicked the field goal, and you have overtime, and you're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And, and then, then that. It was like going to a great movie, and right before the end, they, don't, they just they stopped, the, they stopped the tape. Turn on the lights and go, get out. I felt cheated. I wanted something... I wanted something different, and I'm not sure that I got. As a football fan, I want to see. I want to see more drama, and you didn't get drama. Well, it, it's my. It's actually the worst argument of the overtime. The people that try to justify the NFL overtime is, well, don't let them score with 13 seconds left. Well, the Chiefs don't let them score with a minute left. I mean, at the end of the day, you play 60 minutes, and the score is whatever the hell the score a is. Score with like, three seconds left is the same as a score with. Yeah, 14, that, that 28 no... to go in the first. I mean, look, Buffalo converted a fourth and 13 to score. I mean, the the, the if you were doing the an analytical, like what are your likelihood of winning at that moment, Buffalo's likelihood of winning was probably like 11%. Yeah. Kansas City's was probably like 2%. And they got it done, but you get that. I'm all cool with all of that. That's, that's the second-guessing stuff. But you got to fix that rule. And look, it screwed the Chiefs before against the Patriots in 2018. Same thing happened. Yeah. We got a game, Patriots go down, they score a touchdown, game's over right there. You want to see both quarterbacks, because those are two phenomenal quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, my God. You want to see both of them play in the overtime. And I, I have no connection to the Bills at all. Like, I mean, I like Dawson Knox, but otherwise nothing. Josh Allen's fun. The, the, the Bills are kind of – you mentioned Auburn basketball. They're kind of infectious. I find myself liking yeah. the Bills for no real reason. Sure. Um, so there's that. But I tell you, and I don't know what this is. I mean, this there's no good reason because I like greatness. It has nothing to do with being a contrarian off greatness by any stretch of the imagination. If anything, I kind of would like greatness to be great instead of, you know, sure. the, the bottom mediocrity. I can't pull for Kansas City. I like Andy Reid fine. I like Patrick Mahomes fine. But there's something about Kansas City. If they're on the field, whoever they're playing, I'd rather that team win. I catch myself doing and it's, the same it, thing. It is not, oh, I don't want a dynasty. It has nothing to do with it. I don't know what it is, but something about Kansas City, I, 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 it frustrates me. I, I find myself, no matter who they are playing, I, I'm, I'm never for Kansas City in a football game. So it's weird. Yeah, Buffalo will get over this. The, Buffalo's fine. 
Yeah, I think so. The AFC, though, is is shaping up to be hell for the next five to ten years. Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, the Patriots aren't done. Got some. They better get a lot less not done than they are well, right I know. now. You know, you know what but I mean. those three teams, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's going to be. That's if you're not to pick on the Titans again. If you're the Titans, the window. When you don't have the quarterback, the other teams have, you have a problem. The window might never get that open again. Mm-hmm. But that game was great. You just would have liked to have seen. Wouldn't you have loved to have seen after the Chiefs score, Buffalo get the ball back? All right, guys. Touchdown or bust. And then you get the whole two-point thing. Although, I, no, I don't want the two-point thing. I want a clock. Play. Keep playing. And someone goes, well, they might be too exhausted the next week. Well, then that would be even more fun. That would be part of the storyline going in the next week. Hey, the Chiefs won, but they had to play six quarters of football. Is there enough left in their tank to keep up with Joe Burrow and the Cinderella Bengals and blah, blah, blah? You like storylines? There's a good one right there. Bang. I did feel like that was the Super Bowl last night. Oh, really? Who's left that you think can beat Kansas City? Can Cincinnati beat Kansas City in in Arrowhead next week? Paul task. The Rams have the best chance of any of the remaining teams. Because Stafford was really good yesterday. That defensive line can create issues for you. Yeah. Um, and the Rams with Cam Akers, frankly, are a different team. He gives sure. them a dynamic they didn't have with Sonny Michelle and sure and some other options. You there do wonder how much the fumble is going to get in his head. Maybe. I mean, he's got to think about it. It's possible. Both games are, are incredibly intriguing in different ways. Now, Cincinnati's got to get in the game and keep it a game. Um, and San Francisco, LA is 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 low key. It's low key, kind of new Rams Seahawks from a hate standpoint. They're quickly evolving into a pretty is about as rivalry as you can get in the in the NFL for whatever yeah. that whatever that's worth. Yeah. Um. But no, it's good. It's it's it's. I mean, you won't duplicate this weekend, but have they put the schedule out? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's the, the Rams are the second game, so it's like three and six thirty, oh, something okay. like that. Yeah, the California game's the late game. Yeah, I'll pull it up now. Cincinnati, Kansas is at Kansas City at two o'clock um, on CBS, and San Francisco, LA is at five thirty on Fox. Okay, so those are your. Uh, I'll give the NFL credit. By playing the game at 5.30 yesterday, everybody got to stay up and see it. You didn't do that deal where yeah, you yeah. – kids, kids got to watch the end of that game. That's a good point. Kids didn't have to go to bed at 11 not knowing which team was going to win. No, I didn't have to go to bed. Um, <laughs> I mean. But you're trying to attract a young yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah. Like baseball starts the World Series like, hey, let's start at like 9.15. Don't yeah. you think that makes sense? Yeah. <laughs> uh tickets as low as three eighty three in Airhead and as low as uh, five twenty one in uh in LA for Niners and uh and Rams. Early um let's see, what do you got? I was just thinking that's what? that had to be a hell of an atmosphere at Arrowhead. Gabe was there, he said, oh, said was it phenomenal really? doesn't begin to describe it. I mean from a just a fan I mean you you 
you rode the you rode the wave, the full wave. <laughs> you're exhausted. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Look at uh the early lines, a couple other things with the uh, NFL in a second. First, tell you about Northeast Spark N E S P A R C. Two packages: the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's nespark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service available, parental controls, network security, and much more. So get the best in it around here in Lafayette County in Oxford. Again, 662-238-3159, nespark.com. College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. Also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or that area, call um, 662-429-4429. Lamons Fine Jewelry is at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. It's been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelries, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. You visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC, based out of Baldwin, Mississippi. It is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. They have a full-time, dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom-tailor software packages, custom-design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. Uh, To get in touch with them, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. My 10 thoughts are up at uh, rebelgrove.com. They're brought to you by Game Changer Patch Company. It's the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Gamechangerpatch.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Speaking of promo code REBELGROVE, use that at deadsoxy.com. Get 25% off any order. As much as you order, 25% off the best socks you'll ever put on your feet at deadsoxy.com. And speaking of the championship games, college basketball, the NBA, and more, you want to have a little fun and bet on some of those games? I recommend BroThrow. It's a social sports betting network free to use. It's a really cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Uh, Over time, that's going to save you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite your friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more at brothrow.com. Early uh, NFL lines, you've got uh, Kansas City is minus seven against Cincinnati there at Arrowhead. So uh, Chiefs uh, by uh, by seven for that one. It's a lot of points in a championship game. It is. And then uh, the Rams by three and a half in L.A. So Rams over Niners by three and a half in that one. Boy, that would be a whammy for the Rams ownership, right? Not only lose the NFC Championship game, but then have to turn around in two weeks and welcome the Niners back to your stadium. Well, I mean, it's the ultimate 
cost benefit because I mean you win and I mean you're the you're you're hosting yeah. at home and the whole deal. And we the went fifty something years with no home team hosting, and now we run it into. And now we got a real shot at twice in a row. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean that, that was something that always was you know on years where the Saints were good and it was in New Orleans. That was always something I kind of followed and went okay. They just got to get there to to get, to get the home game. Um. Money lines, nothing crazy at all. Niners plus one fifty five. Rams minus one seventy five. That's a that's a high money line for a three point spread. Um, over under forty six and a half in this one. So far, sixty one percent of the money is on the Rams. Forty sixty four percent of the money in the total is on the over at this uh, at this moment. The money's almost always on the over. More um, people don't bet unders a ton. And then. Uh, in the other game, 55% of the money is on Kansas City minus seven, and 86% of the money is on the over in the Bengals and the Chiefs. 54 is the uh, is the over in that one. Yeah, I like that over. Cincinnati can score some points, although they're, they, they struggled against Tennessee to just protect. They did. Didn't ever really get the running game going. Just made a couple of big plays. Who are you picking? Chiefs. Chiefs-Rams. Chiefs Rams. What it feels like. I mean, I, I'd love for the Bengals to pull the upset. That would be awesome. I will say this. Joe Burrow very clearly never I – don't, I don't think his heart rate goes up. I just think he stays. I think he's – that. I, I, I truly believe that's not an act. That's that's who he the is. The two bad Super Bowl matchups that I feel like for could, the games could get away is Chiefs 49ers and Rams Bengals. Yeah. Because the Rams could be chaotic for Burrow and that 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 front for Cincinnati, the, and the Bengals could have a hard time just getting anything going offensively against yeah. that defense. Well, the Bucks had a left tackle out at one point and a right guard out, and that backup right guard had Aaron Donald all day, and it was just. Now I will say this: Cincinnati's. We talked at this beginning. Cincinnati's defense is better than people are giving it credit for, because they're a little off the radar coming into the season. They've been better than people give them credit. They've been solid. They make plays. All right, so we never got to what you're so upset about. You were you were worked up today. You walk in, you're throwing stuff, you broke stuff in my room, and <laughs> you were angry. Picked up the Iowa helmet and the Andy Liberty helmet instead of I was going to smash something. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Iowa helmet in pieces over there. I mean, just. We'll, we'll tease it for tomorrow. Um, And I'm not. It's not really directed at one person. It's kind of in general. Um, you see this a lot, is, and I say we see it on the on the message board a good bit. Um, there was a there was a story this morning about um, the Grove Collective, one of our NIL program uh, trying to benefit Ole Miss football. It's uh, moving along, it's doing things the right way. I've been pretty impressed with their plan to this point. Um, spoken to them a couple times. And uh, people who know what they're doing, trying to make, trying to protect themselves and, frankly, Ole Miss in the process as well, um, all the way around. And I, I got a little frustrated this morning because there's some backlash about certain parts of their program. And I guess my point is, there's a lot of people that don't do anything, like at all. And then when somebody else puts together a really comprehensive plan or whatever. They pick it apart. It's, it's kind of the equivalent of, well, I just feel like that's not how we should do things. Okay, well, how do you want to do it? Well, I don't know, but I just feel like that's well, – okay, but you're not helping anything. Like, that's not giving – because a lot of it focused around it being a nonprofit versus a for-profit. Well, and it's a for-profit for a couple different reasons. One, Mississippi law makes it much easier to operate as a for-profit than a nonprofit, depending on what they have to do. And then second, they're all in their own ecosystem. 
because if you had to rely on other parties, because this thing requires a transaction, it's not just handing money to players. That is not what this is. It is. It is. Although a, there are people that are. It, doing is, that. it is. It is a quid pro quo <laughs> where exchanges are made in this to be, make it legal. Yes. And if the way that it's set up, they can be their own both sides of the transaction. They can pay the player to promote the collective and to help sell merchandise and to do different things along those lines. In between that and the state law, it just makes it easier because they're their own ecosystem that they have to. Now, look, they're going to, you know, they'll use some media, they'll use us, they'll do different things, but at the same time, it allows them to not have to count on a lot of different things. There are lots of reasons. I mean, there are smart people behind this. And I guess what frustrated me is there's several people involved with this that are incredibly wealthy, um, that are, I mean, like, because somebody said, well, I mean, they might be taking a cut. It's like, <laughs> I guarantee this is not how these guys are trying to make a living today. Like, if they, they might, not even a little they bit. might pay some secretaries and some paralegals and pay themselves for some time. But and like, they should. They should. It's I mean, not all. I mean, they should. I mean, look, if, if you, if you have people that work for you who have to put, I've talked about this. It's 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 only nil if it's nil. You know what I'm saying? It's it's <laughs> if it's not nil, it's illegal. So you want it done right. You want it done precisely right. You do. It's so easy for people to go. Just you know what you need to do is 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 just pay them. You can't. And 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 the, these people aren't going to do that because why would they? They have. Way too much going on in their lives for them to to do that. So if if they have to have, like you said, paralegals or secretaries or whatever, file paperwork and prepare paperwork and do those things, well, of course you want those people to be compensated compensated for their time and efforts. That's that's not and they're well, not going to win. That's, that's money that's going away from the football. No, that's money that's that's going to make sure that you're doing it the right way. There, there, there's paperwork that has to be filed. It has to be done correctly. And if it's not done correctly, then it's, it's, could get you into a lot of trouble. Yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, again, it's not really directed at one person. It's just the overall society thing. Of, I mean, they're going out of their way to put something together that makes so much sense when they have plenty more going on in their lives. And these people aren't funding the family vacation to, to, seaside off this I'm, no that's my point just gonna I mean, let th- you know that now yeah it has nothing they've, they've got that covered yeah i mean it's multiple times over i mean <laughs> i guess that was my biggest frustration was yeah they didn't say you know what we're gonna do all this i mean this isn't even going to buy one round of margaritas yeah, david nutt and crimes Pittman <laughs> do not need to run through an nil to make a little extra cash today no I mean, so just you don't think? Yeah, I wasn't even mad as much as I just kind of looked at the list and I went, "Oh, come on!" Yeah. Like this is, and frankly, they're kind of I mean, they they could carry an excess on uh, fundraising dollars from one year to the next, but you don't want to do that because then you start having to pay stuff on it, and whatever. They're going to try to cap it out each year with the NILs sure. as as it goes. Sure, so, of course. Yeah. Anyway, that's we can we can push it more till tomorrow because it's kind of where we're at. But yeah, I'm just frustrated. I, I just, I, I guess it's just life in general. It's the I'm not gonna help, but I'm gonna 
pick apart everything that somebody else is doing to help. I don't know. To me, that just frustrates me. It's just a little bit of a pet peeve, a little bit. So, anyway, you know, um, <laughs> that's all I got. All right, that's it. Yeah, we'll go there tomorrow, probably. Right. I, I doubt we're done because that message board thread will not be done for the day. So again, I'm not picking on any particular person. Just in general, just an overall thought. Uh, okay. We will uh, be back tomorrow to talk more Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg. I'm sure tons will happen today prior to tomorrow morning's podcast. I, I got nothing for you from a timetable standpoint. Ole Miss in Florida tonight from the Pavilion. Mike White coming back to uh, to Oxford. And then uh, Arkansas on Wednesday, Kansas State on uh, on Saturday for the Hoops games. And then again, Ole Miss women, they uh, now have a Thursday game at number one South Carolina. So those are your uh, your updates there. Hope all of you have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you again in the morning.